So what's your story? Come join me on episode seven of the Welcome Home to the Suburbs podcast, and let's find out. You're listening to Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Designing a new home to be your family's sanctuary can feel impossible during the stress of moving. In this podcast, interior designer Jill Kalman shares practical advice, design wisdom, and lifestyle tips for anyone moving to a new home. You'll learn all about the psychology of a well-designed home and how to survive the move and thrive in your new life. Say goodbye to overwhelm and hello to a home you love to come back to every single time. Here's your host, Jill Kalman. So I heard something so interesting this week, and it really inspired me to talk about it today. Michelle Obama was on TV with a group of young girls who she now, I guess, sort of works with and mentors, whatever. And in the process of working with these girls, she said something that just rang with me. And it was talking to these girls about your stats versus your story. And it really got me thinking in a lot of ways about a lot of things. So when we talk about our stats versus our story, I mean, the stats are really the surface things that we can mention, and maybe that sums it up. It's sort of like judging a book by its cover. But if you ask somebody their story, you learn a whole lot more. But what I really feel like is that this applies so much to our homes. Because our homes tell a story, they have a story, and when you're purchasing a home, sometimes there's a story. A lot of times there is. So it's really easy when you're buying a home or you've purchased a home and somebody asks you about it to give the stats, the square footage, where it's located, maybe the style. But think about it a little differently because maybe it's, why did you buy that home? Was it something that reminded you of a childhood home that you were fond of? Was it something that was completely opposite of your childhood home? Was it a design of a home you've always loved? You've always loved Georgian style or you've always loved homes from the 20s or whatever it may be. There's also perhaps a story from the owner or who lived there. And then there's the story that you're going to create living there. So let me give you an example When my husband and I were engaged and about to be married, we needed to consolidate. We were each paying rent in two apartments, and we needed to find one place to rent for after we were first married. And we looked and looked and looked for so many apartments, and we just didn't find anything nice, and things were expensive. And I happened to come across an ad in the newspaper, the person living in this home was advertising privately because she needed to break the lease early. And it was a small house with a yard. And the rent on it was in the price range of everything we had looked at, but this was a house. And I said to my husband-to-be at the time, we need to go look at this because this sounds so much better than anything we've looked at. And we get to the home and it's a very modest small home, sort of a cape style. It was basically a home that was built during World War II for soldiers to come home to. There was a neighborhood where a lot of these little World War II and post-war homes were built, and it was very, very modest. And had I told you the stats of it, it really wouldn't sound great. But it was cute, and it had a yard, and we got to the door, and the people living there were just charming and lovely, and she was an interior designer. 
And I was working in corporate New York at the time. And looking back, I guess that probably rang through to me that she was a designer and I felt this connection. She had this little house outfitted like a little dollhouse. And we just felt like that would be it. So we rented this house, which ended up after five years of renting became our first home purchase because oddly enough, at the time we were looking to buy a home in the town we actually live in now, the market was really competitive and we were having a really hard time finding something. And our landlord approached us that he needed to sell the house we were in. And if he sold it, we'd have to be out in 30 days. And after looking, looking, looking in this other town, I said to my husband, I think the first house we need is right under our fingertips. I know that it's smaller than we want. I know it's not what we're looking for, but it's serving us really well. And so we ended up buying that home and living in that home for 10 years. So that's sort of the initial story. But when we ended up moving out of that house, I only had fond, happy feelings about everything in that house. And here's why. That is the house I was first married in. That is the house I brought my new baby home to. That is the house we threw the most memorable parties and had things we still talk about today. That is the house where we had made some friends in the area and in the kitchen, which was tiny and modest and literally still had 50s pink formica on the countertops. And I had a Pier 1 table from my college apartment that we had in that kitchen. And I had chairs around it that I found at a yard sale that were vintage and cool that I spray painted and recovered the seats with fabric myself. That table was where we had awesome home-cooked dinners and friends gather around and new friends come and we cooked fun dinners and entertained in the backyard and I have nothing but happy things. And when we moved, I said, you know, everything good happened in that house and it did. And if I had just given you the stats only of that house, the square footage was small. It was just modest. It didn't have anything fancy. We had no formal dining room. We had a tiny kitchen. We had a living room, but not a family room. We had two small bedrooms. That was it. We ended up after our first baby renovating the entire basement, which gave us a huge family room, a guest bedroom and a bathroom, a laundry room, and that added a lot to the house. And we did some other renovations that were cosmetic and really cute, and we ended up selling the house in a bidding war before it even hit the official MLS. But And I had this inspiration, I think, from the owner that lived there before, and I was not an interior designer at the time, that we were going to make it ours and special too for the next person the way we thought it was special, the way she had made it. So I just started thinking about this stats versus story, right? And it's sort of like judging a book by its cover. And it's so important to open the cover and look inside. And when you are looking for homes in the suburbs, a lot of people, I think, really get wrapped up in the stats and what they can tell their friends. But you have to make sure that those stats are also going to serve you and that they're going to serve you long term. And I think when it doesn't is there are people who buy homes bigger than they need. And the way that doesn't serve you is you end up not furnishing them. And what's the point? 
So there's a stat of, yeah, you're able to say you have all this square footage, but you don't use much of it or you don't use parts of it. And that's really not serving you or your family. So it's so important to have the story and not just the stats. And I'm not saying that stats don't play a part and aren't important. Certainly, you may want a certain neighborhood for a certain school. You may require a certain amount of square footage knowing your family's needs. It may be a priority to have a swimming pool or not. I mean, certain stats are important, so I'm not saying to ignore them. But I have seen clients that get a little wrapped up in just the stats, and as a result, after a relatively short time in the house, under five years, it sort of becomes a burden. It was too much house for them, and it really wasn't even for them initially. So it's really important that the purchase is for you. It's not about just what you can say to your friends. It's going to be a place where you can nest and where you know you can feel good every time that you walk through the door. So you don't want to be burdened at all. And not only do you not want to feel burdened, you certainly don't want to get or suffer from buyer's remorse. I mean, the whole move is really stressful enough. And once you settle in, the idea would hopefully be able to stay for a lot of time. And what this really comes down to is it requires confidence, confidence in your convictions and what's true to you and what is true to your family. You know, when we were first looking for a house, there were a few homes that had pools and some that had even small ponds as part of the backyard. And as picturesque as those were and as nice as the pool was, I had a really active toddler at the time. And in the newborn mom's group I was a part of, we had recently experienced with one of the babies, it was a home that actually had an indoor pool, there was a really bad accident and it affected that baby for the rest of its life. And there were actually a couple other things in the news, but that was the closest to me. And so when we were looking at homes, I didn't want a pool, I didn't want a pond, I didn't want any type of water that a very active toddler could wander into unexpectedly. And so for me, when the realtor said, oh, there's a great pond in the back or there's an awesome pool, I was like, you know what, don't show it to me. Like, I just wasn't ready for that. That wasn't gonna be part of our lifestyle for a while because I only had my first child at the time. I was planning on having a second baby and I knew it was gonna be quite some time before I wanted to deal with that on my property and have that. Now, everyone feels different about that and I'm just using that as an example, but it could have easily bought a house that said, oh, we have a pool just to say we have a pool, but it wouldn't have been right for me at that time. So it's just to give you an example and it requires confidence in knowing that and saying that and just having a home that really is for you that might have a story prior to buying it but that certainly is going to tell your story as you live in it. And again, like I just mentioned, stats are important. You do want a certain neighborhood. You may want a certain school. You may want to be X amount of miles from a train station for commuting. You may want a certain style house. You may need a certain amount of square footage. All of that is valid. And I'm not suggesting to ignore it in any way. What I am suggesting is also think about that second layer and 
what's really important and not just the surface so that you don't sort of get wrapped up or caught up in something like some people that I have seen where they end up in a space that really wasn't true to them and they end up moving again. You know, listen, moving is so stressful as we all know, and we want to try to minimize the amount of times we move typically. So the idea would be able to walk through a house and like I said, you feel joy when you come in. You don't feel burdened when you come in. You don't feel like, oh, that's undone and that's undone and that's undone and or this house is too much for us or too many repairs or whatever it may be. There's all kinds of stories, right? And I just sort of go back to that first house for my husband and I where right from the beginning, there was just this energy of that renter who was an interior designer. How funny is that, right? But in such a modest home, and it was cute, but it was modest. But to this day, I will say that house under that roof, there were nothing but happy and positive things that occurred. And so my memory of that house is really, really fond. And it's a house that, like I said, most people might look at and by its stats, wouldn't think very much of it. But some awesome stuff went on under that roof. And so I just think it's important to sort of see that and recognize that. So just catching this interview on TV and hearing that, and certainly it applies to people in a great way, which is what the initial interview was about, was about talking to somebody and instead of just hearing their stats, asking a question about, well, what do you like? Or who's your favorite relative? or And getting to know it more. And it really resonated with me that it really is the same thing with your home and your family and where we live plays such a big part in our life. And it's really, really important to recognize that. I think in this time during coronavirus and quarantine, probably many of us are realizing that more than ever. But I do think that it needs to be top of mind. It is the place where you need to fall, where you need to have happy times and where everything is happening, you know, all at once. So in this time, the story is important too, right? Imagine the stories we have anyway under quarantine, but it'll relate to the house. And did we do puzzles? And what did we do outside? And we cooked in the kitchen so much more and we baked, right? And we did projects. And again, there's a story there. And this quarantine will certainly be part of our home story because we've all been home for so many days in a row that we are completely unused to doing. So what a great time to begin to write your story. So I hope you liked this message and I hope you begin to think about your story and if you haven't already, begin to write your story for your family and you and for your house. So thanks for listening today and from my home to yours, here's to our story. To celebrate the launch of this show, I am going to be giving away some great prizes to four lucky winners. One winner is going to get a pair of AirPod Pros, and the other three winners are going to get a $100 gift card to either Serena and Lily, Restoration Hardware, or Amazon.com. You get to choose. So three lucky listeners who subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes will receive these. 
It doesn't have to be a five-star review, although I sure hope you do love this show. I want your feedback so I can create an awesome show that provides tons of value to you. So visit jillcalmaninteriors.com slash podcast launch to learn more about the contest and how to enter. I'll be announcing the winners on the show in an upcoming episode. From my home to yours, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Head over to jillcalmaninteriors.com to learn more about designing a beautiful new home while minimizing the stress of moving. See you back here next week.